Hello and welcome back to the Local Church Podcast. We thank you for joining us here. As always, I'm Todd and I'm joined by Pastor Altman. And today we're going to wrap up our Sunday series. And we're going to talk about what happens after Sunday, what goes on in the recapping of each service and moving on to the next event. So to start us off, I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Altman. So kind of walk us through what happens, I guess, on Sunday afternoons. We have our staff meetings. What goes in your mind to recap Sunday mornings and to help us move forward? So we don't mess with things too much if uh, nothing major happened, but if somebody on the staff brings up uh, a situation from the B kids check in to check out and things in between, maybe lack of supplies or whatever you have there, we'll discuss minute things, minor things that we can change pretty quickly. Uh, so we always recap from that angle, but usually nothing major is tackled. We don't make huge adjustments from one Sunday to the next. We talked about this when we all met together recently, and that is we're going to do very minor things. Uh, if we do the minor things, then we'll stay ahead of the curve as the church grows and uh, that sort of thing. One thing we want to put a time into that we do put time into here, and that is people. We want to make sure that um, anybody that's a guest or a second time or third time or somebody joining the church or uh, people going through next steps here at the church at our Stepping Forward class, we want to make sure that we, we cover any information about them that we need to share together uh, we want to make sure that's there. We also begin to recognize if somebody's missed two, three, four Sundays and, and we begin to realize, hey, there needs to be contacts made or uh, we need to, to discover what's going on with this individual because it's not their norm to miss. And uh, so we start breaking things up after Sunday uh, for the people. We start del- uh, delving into what we can do to make service better for our volunteers that are volunteering or what we can do to make things better for those who attend the church, make the gospel clearer. Um, and do things more adequately. But the biggest thing is making sure that people are tended to, taken care of, followed up with. Um, make sure we do that part of the ministry because that's what we do is we tend to the flock of God. The people of God is, is where we're after. So after Sunday morning, we go home, get a good lunch, get some rest, uh, whether that rest is you know doing things around the house you want to do, going for a walk or going for a swim or, or whatever that uh, you decide to do. We come back at 3.30 we have staff meeting together, and then we reconvene for prayer and a little Bible study at 5, um, and then we head home, and heading home is fun. Let me say this. <laughs> Make a big deal about going home with your family. Yeah. Not that you're just excited to leave your church, but you're leaving your church accomplished. You're leaving your church in victory. You're leaving your church with encouragement. You get to go home with the people that you love the most. Make time for your friends. If you have friends, make time for them on Sunday evenings if you can. Make Sunday a big deal after service. So service is a big deal, uh, but make the success of that service and the enjoyment of that day a big deal. So Sundays don't become hated by your children and your friends and eventually yourself. So it's a big deal to get to go home for us on, on Sunday evenings. It's exciting and at our church, throughout the history of our church, we've always had different things that we find people doing, whether it's going out to eat together, going to each other's homes. Some would go across the road and play disc golf. Some would play basketball. Um, that just, just You want to make it a big deal that you had service together and that now you get to go into fellowship in a normal life with one another outside of the church. Yeah, and a lot of times I see um, our members sticking around after service for 20 or 30 minutes just talking and fellowshipping, you know. Um, some of these people, uh, I know you and I don't get to see them throughout the week because we don't get a chance to work with them or whatever it may be, and Sunday's our chance to catch up and, uh, you know, kind of enjoy that fellowship there. So that's always a good thing after service. 
Well, like last Sunday, um, well, the last Sunday we've seen this happen was the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. We did have a Sunday evening small prayer service, uh, teaching service. We went through with that because it's what I'm called to do and it's what I enjoy. And so we had folks show up and enjoyed that. Uh, two hours later, we all reconvened at a local park where there's fireworks. And I and it wasn't uh, a planned, thought-through order. We right. just all ended up there together, hanging out, kids playing. Like I said, look for reasons to make Sunday and the completion of a good worship day. Make it a great celebration, whether it's with a good meal or however you set yourself up to, to enjoy that evening. Enjoy your evening as a minister, as a servant. Uh, go home with a good conscience knowing you served God and you served others and you're prepared for the week. Yeah. So close yeah. your first day of the week out really well. Yeah, and for re- here recently for us, you know, it's been basketball finals, been able to watch some of the NBA finals and uh, some baseball, baseball. On Sunday evenings, and in the fall we'll get to watch some football hopefully. Sunday and you, you Sunday start nights. looking forward to that. Church members start looking forward to that, and before long Sunday evening services, which generally suffer in attendance. And I understand, I could, you know, we could write a list of reasons why, and that's fine. Uh, but I like when the church is called for a, to assemble. Let's actually assemble because yep. we're not calling people every day to assemble, but we do call to assemble three times a week. I think that's reasonable. Um, I think we have plenty of free time according to what research tells us that we can spend toward that. But one thing I believe really helps Sunday evenings is when people have something to look forward to together. Yeah, We know that after service, we're going to go do this at somebody's house. We're going to go play this new game at somebody's house. Yeah. We're going to play rock band. Oh, we've played Monopoly. Yeah, um, we, We've played Risk. We've played Catan. We, we oh, I speak yeah. of not me because I don't play not board you. games. Right, but everybody um, else. But everybody else does. So, But I enjoy watching people have a great time. And so setting reasons, setting, making these reasons to rejoice and having reasons to go somewhere together, man, it's, it's smart. It's good. It's healthy. And there's certainly nothing wrong with the week's been long. I'm going home. My way of rejoicing is to cut the lights low, uh, get a good shower and bath, get in my comfortable pajamas, kick Man. back in silence, get me a book, or watch a ball game by myself. There's nothing wrong with that no. either. But set yourself up to enjoy the ending of your Sunday. Yep, yep. That's always important. Um, the next topic uh, we can discuss is maybe recapping a big event. I know uh, the last event we had would have been Easter uh, back in April. And um, for me, I know – for my ministry, I'm always looking at not only what can I do better, but what did we do well? Being able to enjoy those victories with your team and with your people are always important. And just letting them know they've done a good work because those big events, we have three a year, Easter, Friend Day, and Christmas. All the work that they put in, you know, my team puts in weekly work for practice, for music, listening to it. Um, I know you put in your sermon time. Letting each other know that, hey, this was a good event is always a good thing. And then being able to say sometimes – hey, we messed it up here, but we're going to fix it next time. And being able to to have that, I guess, vulnerability with each other to be able to say, you know, here's what we can do better next time. One way that we messed up a big event, the big event went messed up in itself, but we bought a bunch of T-shirts, and we had, you know, a few hundred people attend, and every person was getting a T-shirt. We didn't give out one T-shirt. <laughs> we had a T-shirt cannon um, that day. You know, we we uh, we didn't we didn't give out one T-shirt. You know, it just didn't fall through it. And you say, how can you forget to give away two hundred T-shirts? I ask myself that a lot. We still think about that. To we this still day. think about this state. Now we did give away those T-shirts throughout the next week and made a big deal out of it, so it worked. But um, 
Big events are, are great to recap. I have such a love-hate relationship with big events. It's, it's unreal. I love them because they are exciting. It gives people something to work toward to, uh, toward, look forward to and work together uh, toward. That's very exciting. That's fun. Some disciples show up. Uh, but the, the hate, the love-hate part, the love part is that. The hate part is sometimes we build unrealistic expectations for people who are not mature in the faith to think that every Sunday is going to be a massive Sunday where you're pulling out chairs and the, yeah. the whole, you know, the sign team's running, the whole choir's full, Everything. you know, yeah. the decorations are all out. And we set up this unrealistic expectation, even for our guests, right? Because they're not coming to a normal service. They're coming to something where we're you pulling put all out your energy all the into stops. It. We've been yep. practicing for months to do this and we've worked on, you know, the, the factors that are going to tug at people's hearts. We, we've worked at making the day big. We've, we've worked at, everything so all the gifts are big and, and right. all the celebrations big and the everybody shows powerful up and the songs are punching and, and yeah. so if you're a guest you're looking around thinking man these people because nobody that's a guest knows that other people there are guests or members right so they're looking around thinking man this is like the biggest church in the county i can't wait to come back and they show up the next sunday and it's not that it's not so something we've worked on talking about recapping big events is when we've recapped our big events we've realized to make our big events big in participation of our members, but not to overdo our big events. Does that make sense? I think so, yeah. You know, we, we don't try to, to make it um, unrealistic to what we do on normal Sundays. We I want still to keep preach. The normalcy, yeah. Your team still sings. There's a lot of normalcy. We do add a couple sign team. Maybe the children's the choir, choir comes yeah. out. Maybe there's a slideshow. At Easter, maybe there's a big Easter egg hunt. Maybe there is. There's stuff like that. Maybe, you know, when you do a big event, you pull out the props and do pictures for all the families. And right. So that's cool. That, that's, that's all cool to do. So you may do little things, but what we used to do is our big events would look nothing like our normal services. Nothing no, like change them. the whole service, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing yeah. would be out killed. So when guests did come back or people did return. It wasn't the same. It was nowhere near the same. It's like you went to a different place with a different group of people, and it was a shock. So we try to keep the realness of who we are definitely in there. Yep. And we do have the add-ons, like I said, to get our sign team involved because we don't use them every Sunday. That takes a long time to practice for a song. Um, the B-Kids Choir is children. You have to work with children more for them to be able to get up in front of people and be able to sing and lead uh, in ministry. So we evaluate you know, big events a good deal differently than we do um, regular, Sunday. regular Sundays. How much time and effort went, went into it? Was it worth it? We've had a lot of things we looked at and said, man, it sounded cool. People it probably cool. really liked it, yeah. but it was not productive. Right. And so we killed it. <laughs> you know, yep. we, we destroyed it. And you have to do that. And then there's been some things like we first started our sign team. I didn't realize that it, we have found that to be productive. Right. And it's just a handful of young people um, that get together and practice and do this. And we found it out to be productive for discipleship, for having them on the property, for building relationships, uh, for the church seeing them when they never do see them. So uh, some things, and that was something I was not crazy about, was a sign team. Because I am an ultra-conservative fundamentalist, and it felt like we were dancing. Yes. And then I got over that pretty quick. Um, but it's been a great thing. So evaluating ministries and Sundays based on big Sundays will look different. You still have to do it. What you said about being honest is key. And uh, if you're on a staff, volunteer, or you're being paid, learn to take some haymakers from your pastor. Don't be, don't be um, over 
sensitive because he may sit down and say, that thing you think that went really good, I didn't like it. We're not doing that anymore. That happens. <laughs> that happens. And just, okay, let's do something else. So just be ready for all those things in a staff meeting. You cannot be thin-skinned and survive in a successful church. Or sometimes you, you know something is terrible, and you're just waiting for him to bring it up. And then you get the, hey, come to my office, and he talks to you about something. And he brings it up, and you're like, you know, I've known this has stunk for a couple months now. We just don't know what to do with it right yet. That happens. We've had those conversations. It's really It's really been good. But, you know, go, reviewing Sundays are good, leading into Mondays. Uh, what I want to reiterate uh, before we sign off is – Celebrate your Sundays when you go home with your family, with your children. Don't go home and talk about the lady or the man or the family that's not like you. Try, yeah. Don't go pick apart everything the preacher said is negative. Uh, don't go whine about something in your children's ministry. What you need to do is go home and be thankful. If you do that, your children will say, man, church is fun. Church is awesome. Mom and dad respect church. They respect spirituality. They enjoy it. I'm going to follow this. Yeah. But if if Sunday's a day filled of gossip and hate and non-celebration, your kid would run from it, and you shouldn't blame them, and neither should I. Nope. Nope. There's nothing. Uh, why should you expect a different result, right? If you're aiming for the wrong thing, you can't get the right result. So that happens. Uh, but we thank you for joining us on uh, as we conclude our Sunday series on what happens after Sunday. If you would like to submit a question or a comment, you can email the local church podcast at gmail.com. We would love to have your questions and comments submitted there. And we can't wait to see you next time on the local church podcast.